With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, what is up? You listen to the Little Tangerine Show. Welcome, welcome. We're just chucking right along, baby. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to break down the Vols game versus Florida Atlantic University. We're going to talk about uh, some statisticals, some things that happen, and then we're going to cover whether or not we should fire Rick Barnes because that seems to be a hot topic issue. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't didn't really hold back on that one. Um, let my whole truth be known, and I've talked about it before. But you know, let's you know, a lot of people keep talking about it, so we're going to talk about it again, I guess. But uh, so stay tuned for that. You know, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know as far as who won, who lost. Up to this point, the four teams that are remaining, we're going to cover the Vols game if you didn't get to watch it. Uh, a lot of stuff. So let's go ahead and get on into the episode. If you haven't already, click like, click subscribe, baby. What up, what up? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Little Tangerine Show. Welcome, welcome. Um, yeah. Tennessee Vols. Uh, they got knocked out of the um, basketball tournament. Actually, the women's uh, Lady Vols got knocked out as well by Virginia. Um, as you guys know, I've been following um, not only Tennessee football, but Tennessee men's basketball. Uh, those are the main two that I've been uh, following, although baseball team did get a dub the other day, but uh, wasn't pretty. Was not pretty, guys. Uh, Man, I, I watched every minute of that game. First half looked great against Florida Atlantic. Um, you know, we went into the half up 22-27. Um, you know, things were looking good. We was we was defending well and all that. And then second half, and that came around, they outscored us 40-28. to So, ended up winning 62-55. Vols got knocked out of the tournament. So, did a lot of other good teams. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to look at <clears throat> the tournament as a whole, and then I'll come back in and we can uh, break down some more of the games. But um, my bracket is officially busted. I ended up losing my bracket challenge. It's all in good fun, but you know, Bama lost to San Diego State. Creighton ended up beating Princeton. FAU beat the Vols. Kansas State, you know, just, I mean, 
you know, beat Michigan State. Um, Miami ended up beating Houston, um, which was crazy because, you know, I know you guys heard me talking about some of the stats, but it was crazy because the Sweet 16, um, the Sweet 16 featured 12 teams that never won the championship. So, you know, very eclectic up until this point. Um, a 16 seed beat a one seed. That's, that's only happened twice in the history of college basketball. And the last time it happened was Virginia. A uh, few, I think it was like five years back. But also, um, this was the first time that the um, none of the one seeds made it through the Elite Eight, <clears throat> which was in, or made it to the Elite Eight, I should say, which was, this is the first time it's ever happened in the history of seeding. So if you, if you needed some more stats to just prove to you how insane this March Madness has been, you know, there you go. But number one seed Houston, number one seed Bama did not make it out alive. Um, Texas ended up beating Xavier, which Texas was going to be my saving grace on my bracket challenge. I needed them to just go to the national championship. That's all I needed, but didn't happen. UConn just, I mean, they whacked uh, Arkansas pretty good. Um, And then Gonzaga squeaks by UCLA. Moving on to the Elite Eight. We're going to go ahead and do, you know, two rounds and one because, you know, both kind of happened over the weekend. But uh, San Diego State slid past Creighton, 57-56. FAU slid past Kansas State, 79-76. Miami beat Texas, 88-81. UConn just absolutely smacked Gonzaga, like, which was insane. A four seed versus three seed. UConn smacked Gonzaga, 82-54. Like, it was, it was bad. So... Your final four, which this is crazy, but your final four features five seed San Diego State, nine seed FAU, five seed Miami, four seed UConn. And at this point, I'm not going to lie to you, um, I've watched San Diego State play a few times. I've watched FAU play a few times. To be honest with you, I, it's it wouldn't surprise me a bit if for some reason they do go all the way and we just have this crazy Cinderella s story and all that. So um, yeah, uh, not gonna lie though, I did lose a little bit of interest after my balls got knocked out. You know, it just is what it is. Uh, I did have some other stuff going on. I went to the Bassmaster Classic this weekend, guys. Yeah, how awesome is that, man? I had a blast. Uh, first time I've ever got to go to a Bassmaster event. Didn't get there early enough, so I didn't get one of them free buckets or whatever. But, you know, it's all good. Had, had a blast. Took the wife and the kid there. You know, the wife and the kid probably didn't have as much fun as I did. But bumped into old Casper while I was there. It was a blast. But we're going to do the uh, Tennessee Vols breakdown uh, by the way, if we have any fishing fans, got to meet Ishman Rowe and uh, Mark Daniels Jr. That was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I doubt it. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm I'm actually like kind of weirdly into fishing. Like, you know, from the stand, like I, I sit around and watch Bassmasters and Major League Fishing and all this stuff. So, I, you know, I'm probably into it more than most people. And I understand that it is what it is. 
you know, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, what was crazy about this Tennessee Vols FAU game, guys, is if you actually look at the win uh, probability, um, if you look at the win probability, the Vols actually had um, the the probability of winning the game three quarters of the game, which is just depressing to look at, but, you know is what it is. Let's look at the team statisticals. Overall, um, we shot 33% from the floor, not the three-point line from the floor, okay? And I would love to see the the stats for the first half versus the second half because the first half, we were looking pretty good. Neither It was a sloppy game, okay? No doubt. It was a sloppy game. Uh, but the first half, we looked like... You know, I mean, it was about even, you know, we were, we were, neither team was scoring. Both teams were kind of turning the ball over. They were out rebounding us, but it looked, you know, pretty good. It was sloppy from both sides. And of course I was live streaming. And so I had a bunch of people that was like, man, if FAU starts hitting their shots though, man, it's going to be game over. And I, but then there's also people saying, well, if Tennessee starts hitting their shots, it's game's going to pretty much be over. So um, it really was, you know, we were looking good in the first half and it was looking ugly for both teams. You just kind of ha- sort of had this feeling of like, well, if neither team really gets it rolling, the balls are going to have this one. If, you know, if one team or the other gets it rolling, then that team is most likely going to pull away because nobody was really doing nothing on the offensive floor. And obviously FAU came out and started hitting their shots. Um, <clears throat> so FAU, so both teams hit 21 shots. The different what difference was FAU was 21 of 50. The Vols were 21 of 63. They had 42%. We had 33% from the floor. From the three-point line, they shot 29%. We shot 26. They hit eight of them. We hit six. Um, from the free throw line, they were about 75%. We were about 58%. Um they went 12 for 16. We went seven for 12 rebounds. Now at one point they had out rebounded us probably by like 15 rebounds or something. So we actually caught up a little bit, uh, but they had 40. We had 36. Both teams had 12 assists. We had seven steals to their one steal. They had two uh, blocks. We had one. They also had 12 turnovers. We had six. They had 14 fouls. We had 18. Um, Largest lead for both teams was 10. That was FAU's doing. Uh, Our largest lead was nine. What's amazing about this, guys, is we had six more steals than they did. We had six less turnovers than they did. Um, They just completely just out-hustled us, guys. I mean... They, they out-hustled us, and they shot the ball better. That's literally all it was. You know, and I know a lot of people is going to be whining and crying about, you know, fire Rick Barnes. We need to get rid of him and all this. I mean, literally just our, our guys' shots were not falling. Like, I don't – there's not much that Barnes could do about that. But we'll get into that here in a minute. But uh, Kamwa, okay, we're just going to do some – these are just – just we're going to do some simple stats here. Um, but Conwall played 26 minutes, he had six points. Obviously, 
less of an output than he had in the last game that the Vols played. Four rebounds, four assists, six points. Plochich went four for ten from the floor. He was looking pretty good at the beginning of the game, and then they just started piling around him, and it was you know nothing that they could really do about it. But, uh, you know, he had two rebounds, eight assists, or eight points, sorry, no assists. Uh, Mayshack, 28 minutes. Um, he had four rebounds, one assist, seven points. Vescovy couldn't, he just never could get the shots going guys. Uh, as per usual, his only points come from beyond the three point line. He played 36 minutes. He went three for nine from the three point line, seven rebounds, four assists, nine points. Josiah Jordan, James, three for 11, uh, from the field, six points, two, uh, let me make sure I'm still recording. Yep. Two assists, five points. Or I'm sorry. Uh, he had six rebounds, two two assists, six points. Awaka, for some reason, only played one minute, which was astounding to me because when we were getting out rebounded, I don't know why he wasn't in there. Phillips played 12 minutes. He registered one rebound. Uh, that was it. Didn't hit a shot. Adu, 21 minutes, four for five. He had 10 points, seven rebounds. So statistically, he kind of had probably the best game out of anybody. And then Key, um, 25 minutes, uh, five points, two rebounds. Now, obviously, we're getting a bunch of steals, but uh, that was kind of the main individual stats. Now, that was only registered stats as well, so nobody else got in the game, which, again, I thought was, was interesting. Uh, but we're going to we're gonna break this down a little further and talk about Rick Barnes in the next segment. If you haven't already, click like, click subscribe. I'll be right back. Welcome, welcome back again. If you haven't already, click that like button, that subscribe button, that share button, whatever you got to do. Um, trying to keep this episode a little bit more simple, trying to keep it a little shorter because, um, you know, I really just want to keep this to a wrap up episode. Um, I'm exhausted guys. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I've been burning the candle at three different ends. It seems like, um, you know, this weekend, me and my family, uh, we went to church for the first time in a minute. Um, I had a family member that was, uh, you know, doing a baptism, uh, which, I mean, I don't know if y'all know what that is or whatever, but, you know, normally if someone accepts uh, new faith or new religion, there's some kind of ceremony, um, you know, and, um, you know, this family member actually wasn't uh, joining the religion. Uh, they were, it was kind of like a rededication, basically saying like, hey, I'm I'm going to do better. Uh, but you know, that, that was cool. And then, like I said, went to the Bassmaster classic and then I, you know, a lot of y'all don't know, man, I, I do graphic design and videography and branding and marketing for a lot of people on the side outside of this. In addition to my day job, uh, my day job pays me really well. So I can't, can't shake that loose, um, without having a firm, you know, firm two feet and something else but uh so i work my day job and then i do branding and uh marketing and stuff for other people on the side um you know that's kind of what i do and then um you know i do this stuff as well so 
um, you know, there again, um, you know, I just be honest with you, I'm exhausted. I'm somewhat relieved that March Madness is over. Now things can kind of go back to normal a little bit. Really excited about football because I know a lot of y'all that listen to me listen to me because of football. I appreciate some of y'all that's been hanging on. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the Vols lost to FAU. I know on paper that looks terrible, but to be honest with you, and I know there's a bunch of negative Vols out there. That and I heard some of that the other day. We need to fire Rick Barnes. We need to get rid of him. I'm tired of this. Blah blah blah. Yada yada yada. Listen, first off, simmer the f down. Okay, sit down, eat a Snickers, and just calm down. Okay. Um. First off, since Barnes has been here, we have been to the tournament. Far more times and far more consistently in the men's basketball program than we have ever. Okay, fact. Uh, you know, our men's team is not like our women's team. Our women's team has went to 24. They've made 24 straight tournament appearances. Okay, fact. Okay, our men's team has not got anywhere close to that. But under Rick Barnes, somehow... We've we've done it more times under any other coach, more consistently, and we've had better results with the exception of, you know, an Elite Eight. An Elite Eight is the best we've ever done, guys. Okay, let's not, and I've said this before, but let's not pretend like all of a sudden we're a basketball school. We're not. Everybody knows that. Okay, we're not a basketball school. Are we getting good at basketball? Yes. Are we good at baseball? Yes. We've pretty much always been good at women's softball and women's basketball. Yes, football has been good at a time, but it's been a while. Okay, let's not forget the same negavols that's crying about firing Rick Barnes is the whole reason why we're in this stupid mess in the football in the first place. Everybody wanted to fire the winningest coach in college football history at the time and Philip Former because he had a couple bad seasons. Was he not doing the best? Yeah. Okay, but was he doing terrible? No. Okay, but when we up and fired him, because we're getting to see football, we ain't going to put up with this, even though, you know, he's the first one that took us to a championship in a while, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um. You know, yeah, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Fired him. Got Lane Kiffin. All right, we're about to turn things around. Then he dumped us in the middle of the night to go over to California because, you know, he wishes they all could be California girls, obviously. You know, and then the program went to a downward spiral for years. There's, There's, you know, kids that are 15... You know, that never knew what it was like to beat Bama this year, up until this year. Okay, there's high schoolers that I know that have never experienced a winning season like what we had last year. All because the old men that's sitting around at Hardee's every daggum, every other Tuesday or whatever, twice a week with their other buddies, 
and they get a coffee, half a biscuit, and two tater tots, and then sit there for six hours taking up everybody else's spot. And all they did was order about two and a half dollars worth of food, despite it being 2023, and I didn't even know it was possible to get a meal that cheap. They go in there, two and a half dollars, get their meal, and sit there for six hours chit-chatting. You know, they get in there and they talk about, oh, we are just firing, move on. That's always the go-to with Tennessee fans is just firing and move on. We'll get somebody better. Well, the problem is with the basketball team, who are we going to get? We're going to go out and get another Donnie Tindall? I mean, y'all didn't want Kunzo Martin. Uh, and, I, and I'm sitting there watching the basketball games like, hey, we're doing pretty good. But no, all the fans was in an uproar, wanted to fire him. Why? Most likely because he was African-American. That's Let's just call it what it is. That's why a lot of people didn't like him. Not all of them. I was fine with him. But, you know, God forbid, you know. Like, I mean, he had us not only going to the tournament, had a good defensive squad. We had Jordan. That was when we had Jordan McRae and all those guys. But, yeah, let's. No, let's fire him. He ain't done nothing. And then all of a sudden, we start making a little run. We make it to the tournament, make it to the Sweet 16. Everybody's like, let's extend his contract. Woo, Kenzo, we're sorry. Laughing stock of college sports that year because, you know, we were yelling, fire our coach and then hire our coach in the same year. He said, nah. Forget that deuces and took off. You know. I say we're a football school, but I say that with a grain of salt because we've not been good at football for a while either. It's just that's all everybody cares about. Nobody wants to come here and coach. We could have had Barnes in his prime, which who knows what would have happened if we had him in his prime. Kevin Durant would have come here instead of Texas, first off. But... You know, we could have had Barnes in his prime, but he didn't come here because everybody around him in his camp was like, I do, don't go to Tennessee. That's a football school. I don't care about basketball. You're going to be an afterthought. So where did he go? He went somewhere else. And then, you know, now is Rick Barnes the greatest coach ever? No, he's not. But to be honest with you, he's probably the best that we could do. He's a phenomenal human being. And I know some of y'all are thinking, yeah, but he wins a lot of games, but he doesn't go all the way. Well, who else have we had that's went all the way? The best we've ever done is an Elite Eight, and it's because of this stupid stuff that we're talking about right now. Okay? Y'all get somebody in that's a good coach, and then you want to turn around and fire him because, you know, we should be getting championship. No, listen, man, to be honest with you, I think we've got the right guy, at least for right now. He's building something. Now, are we struggling on offense? Yes. Do I think we 100% need to root, uh, recruit more talent on the offensive floor? Should we pay more attention to the offensive floor? Yeah. Barnes plays an old school game. Okay, for sure. Um. 
you know, I, I don't know why I didn't see a lot of zone in the last game when it was working for us a little bit. Obviously, they seen something in the matchups or whatever. And let's be honest, it was working in the first half. Okay, our defense was stifling them. It just our offense was not hitting shots. Okay, Vescovy, Josiah Jordan James, Conwa, none of them were hitting shots. Phillips, Key, nothing. Okay, before you get all riled up, you know, ask yourself, did I watch the game or did I look at the score afterwards? If you didn't watch the game, then you definitely don't need to be hot, you know, hollering nothing about firing Rick Barnes, especially if you don't. That's part of the problem, too. Okay, we got all these people making comments on who we should hire and fire and all this, and they only watch basketball. They look at the score, and they're like, oh, man, that, you know, we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to do something. And they just start grumbling and griping. Didn't ever watch a minute. Okay. We had some tough losses this, this season, 100%. We lost the teams that we should have beat. We also beat teams that nobody thought we would beat along the way. You know, we beat Duke. We beat Maryland. We beat Texas. We, I mean, we beat some really good teams this year, dude. Despite all of our offensive woes. But the second that, I mean, dude, we had our starting point guard, who's, you know, the future, quote, unquote, of the team, Zakai Ziegler, got hurt in the last game of the season right before March Madness. That's a huge blow. Okay, it wasn't good. Most teams are not going to recover very well from that when you lose, you know, the facilitator of your offense. So to be honest with you, we probably shouldn't have made the Sweet 16. Okay, there's a lot lot of people felt like that anyways, that we shouldn't have beat Duke, it was a fluke, whatever. And some of y'all are going to look at, oh, you know, we lost to FAU. Well, there was one seeds... They got knocked out early. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, there was one seeds that got knocked out early. Purdue didn't make it past the first round. I mean, which is just, I mean, my God, in, insane. This has been the craziest March Madness ever, guys. But there was one, two, three, and four seeds that didn't make it to the Sweet 16. Had we win, had we won and went to the Elite Eight, you know, we would have been one of the highest seeds there because there wasn't, you know, there were no one seeds left, you know. Uh, the other thing is, too, is a lot of y'all are looking at FAU on paper. Well, they turned right, right around after beating us and beat a number three seed, Kansas State, which is a very, very good team. They also, right now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, have more wins than any other team in the country. Okay, they're not a bad team. They're not a well-known team, but they're not a bad team, okay? I mean, it just it, – it, I know it's crazy, and I know looking at us losing – everybody thought because they were nine seed that we were just going to come in and whack them, you know? And basically my thing that I said all week was, hey, we should beat them, but we don't play good against teams that we should beat, so that's, that's worrisome. That's kind of more or less my stance, we don't play good against teams we should beat. That's just kind of our calling card. We'll show up and, and whack a team that we probably got no business beating and then turn around and lose to, you know, Winchesterton, Fieldville, Iowa or some, some you know, whatever, community college somewhere. 
wouldn't surprise me if we lost to an internet school. Just <laughs> call what it is. But listen, I mean, I know it's disappointing. We wanted to do better and all that and whatever. But listen, it just, I mean, we should not have made it as far as we went when Zakai went down. We already were struggling on offense, you know, and you have the facilitator of your offense go down and, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't know how it was going to go, but I'm I'm proud of our boys. They fought hard. If nothing else, we can say we beat Duke. Everybody in America was so ecstatic when we beat Duke, um, which I, I had some pretty funny hot takes on that, that you know, episode, or if you want to listen back in episode when we beat Duke. But, you know, it just it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't fun that we lost to FAU. I get it, but. I mean, to those of you that are hollering about firing Rick Barnes, first off, just know that the rest of the country is laughing at you. And there's a lot of other big name schools that would absolutely love to have him. And I know what you're thinking. Well, fine, let them have him. We don't want him. If we let Rick Barnes walk, we're going to send our basketball program backwards 16 years. Just know that going in. And I'm going to be sitting there. My arms folded and crossed, pointing at you, saying, "Yep, yeah, I remember when you, yeah, you thought it was going to get somebody better. You know, the only reason why Barnes is coming back is he wanted to come here the first time because he just has kind of a romantical idea about the University of Tennessee. He wanted to come here. He didn't because, oh, no, they're not a basketball school. You're wasting your time, yada, yada, all that. And then the second time, he's like, you know what, man, I ain't going to pass up on that job twice. And he's come in and turned our program around. But and, and it may sound alluring and sexy to think about us getting a good basketball coach in. Well, we're good now. We can get somebody. Listen, nobody wants to come here. We're, we're not a basketball school. Nobody cares about basketball. We've got one of the best coaches in the in the country maybe some, you know one of the best all-time coaches when you look at the list and we're hollering firing firing so anybody that's on the up and up or even halfway decent is going to look at how we treat our coaches and they're going to be like well I don't want to go there like good god I mean hell Barnes made a you know a few sweet 16s and whatever was one game away from tying the, the best that they'd ever done, and they turned around and fired him. He sent him to the tournament or more than anybody else. I don't know if I could even do it over there. You know, and I know y'all think that I'm overreacting, but I'm not. That's what is going to happen. Same thing that happened in football. So, again, let's just eat a Snickers, calm down, and let's think some things through. Before we just go in a drunken rage and we break up with our girlfriend and then we think about it a few days later and we're like, well, you know, she used to cook and clean and she did a lot of things for me. She's a sweet gal, church going girl. You know, she's do some dirty things for me that, you know, a lot of other girls wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. She, she did a lot, lot. She was actually pretty good to me. Let me see if I can get her back. Nope. She's down the street with, you know. Enrique, who's a you know muscular former Navy SEAL who's widowed, 
And, uh, you know, because his wife passed away when he was off, you know, over in Afghanistan fighting for our country. And she died because, you know, she got syphilis from cheating on him. And so now um, he's going back to medical school. When he's not doing that, he's, you know, started an animal hospital for old dogs that wouldn't get adopted and whatever. And she's just over there just all warm and snuggly in his arms. And you could have had her, you know. That's how these things go. So again, before y'all start talking some nonsense, ask yourself a question. Have I watched more than three basketball games this year? If you hadn't, just go ahead and shut up. Just just those those two things on the end of your face at, at the edge of where your mouth is, those they're called lips. Button them. If you've not watched any more than three games this year, and the only three that you watched was in the March Madness tournament, you are not even remotely qualified or allowed to speak your opinion on anything, first off. Now, somebody else that watched majority of the games this year, like myself, I'm not going to sit here and say that I watched every game. I did miss a few along the way, but, you know, I, I probably missed... Maybe five out of the, you know, 30-ish games or whatever we've played so far. May have missed five, to be honest with you. Uh, it was probably one of the first two because I, I kind of forgot that basketball started. Didn't catch the Arkansas game because it didn't tip off till nine. It was a work night. But, yeah, you know, I'm not sitting here and say that I've watched every one, but I've watched probably 97% of our games, Okay. So if you've not watched any more than three, you you don't get to talk about basketball. If you if the only three that you watched was during tournament or during the tournament, you don't get to really talk about basketball. Okay. The other thing is that, like I said, that I want you to think about is do we really want to just get rid of the best coach that we've had in a long time? a guy that loves this university that has made us good again and just, you know, toss him away for whoever might be available. Look at who's available right now. There's not a lot. And whoever the best on the sheet is that you think we're going to get, we're probably not going to be able to get. That's how it's going to go. So let's just think through some things and calm down. Okay. If you have if you'd like for me to read your emails or whatever, feel free to send them uh, at uh, www.bigdrewski.com slash contact. You can email me or leave me voicemails. Either way, I'd love to hear them. If you disagree, agree, whatever, send them in. And I will read them or play them on the next podcast. But till next time, baby, <clears throat> Big Drewski, thank you to all the listeners. We are, you know, TikTok is popping again, which is nice. Facebook is popping. That's all because of you guys. You guys are awesome. Love ya. Till next time, I'm Big Drewski, baby, and I'm out.